Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hippie Art Podcast. Today is going to be a rough day. You know, it's a rough subject. Might as well be a rough in character as well. I got my trusty mug. This is my favorite mug. It says Pump and Grind, and it's carrying black coffee. Just how I like my... No, really, what did you think? Just how I like my what? Just how I like my cake. I like black cake. Gosh, you guys are weird. Okay, lazy bum. Let's cut to the chase. Today I'm talking about a topic that I'm very passionate about. Something that I've wanted to talk about for a long, long time, but I just don't know why I feel like it's not my content, even though it is what I do in my daily life. And I feel like everyone should be doing it in their daily lives, which is exercising and like taking care of your health. But apparently that's not so popular in this generation. You know, we talk about self-care. We talk about wanting to be the best versions of ourselves, but we only talk about it from the point of skincare. From the point, from the standpoint of looking good, having a good shape to your body, like we don't talk about, we don't talk about the things that are beyond that, that are past that, deeper than that, things that stem inside. You know, we only talk about the outside, whether we know it or not. You know, and we discuss mental health a lot, but we romanticize it, and we give really crap information about that stuff, and we think it's helping, but almost always it isn't. I'll be honest, almost always it is like journaling. Okay, but why? You're not even like giving examples as to why journaling is good for you. It may not be for everyone, but like we prescribe it to be for everyone. And it's like, if you're not journaling, you're not taking care of your mental health. Bro, my mental health is fire and I have not journaled a single day in three years. I mean, that's a brag, but you know, it's all about what I'm going to be talking about today, exercise. And exercise is one of those things where it's not physical it's mental and I'll tell you why in just a second but every single day I go to the gym I like to go to the gym in the morning because it's summer break and I don't really have classes early in the morning so I'm trying to take advantage and I'm noticing how waking up is a mental struggle you know getting myself ready to go is a mental struggle showing up there and doing the work is a mental struggle only one percent of it is physical Like training to failure, that's physical, but it's mental at the same time. Probably 100% of it is mental, and then 1% is physical. Now, you're probably saying, the math is not adding up. Exactly. We're not talking about something that is within the bounds of mathematics. Okay, we're talking about something bigger, something greater, something that Albert Einstein could only dream of. Now, this is really interesting. Um, I wanted to bring up the idea that We all want to be at peace, you know? If you ask anybody and everybody, what is your goal in life? What do you want to be? 
I guess some people would want to say I'm happy, but I don't believe that. I don't. God, I'm just showing you my cynicism straight up. I don't believe that. I think everyone wants to be at peace because being happy, there's dopamine related to happiness, right? And your hap your dopamine spikes when you're happy, right? Let's say, for example, you're happy, your dopamine spikes, your dopamine levels have to crash at some point. You know, uh, realistically speaking, they can't be exponentially spiking forever and ever. So I don't think our goal is to be happy. I think our goal is to be at peace. And the interesting thing about peace is you can't be at peace if you're not at peace in one of the, the three aspects to life, which is your spirituality, your mentality, and your physicality. And a lot of people think that mental health is everything, but then there's spiritual health, which I think is the top of the three. You know, it's like a trinity where spirituality is the most important thing. It's the thing that gives you the will to live. I talk about this. It's the thing that makes you wake up in the morning and like it, you have a purpose and you're ready to show up and you're happy to show up. You know, you're like, you're doing like, there's a, there's an intrinsic motivation inside of you that's willing to show up every single day. And then mental health is like your emotional health. It's like dealing with people, dealing with yourself, understanding yourself, communication, all of the, all of those things, all of those things that are regarded as soft skills in day-to-day -day life. And then there's physicality. Now, when we talk about physicality, we talk about going to the gym, but we, I don't think we talk about it the right way. I think we talk about it more as like, let's go and just show up and then maybe everything will take care of itself. No, I think you have to have strategy in approaching the subject. I think you need to have a plan. You can't just go do a couple machines and call it a good day. You can't be like, this is it. Doing those machines randomly at like two kilos per machine is not going to do bull crap. I'm sorry. Look, this is tough love. This is definitely, I'm more of a tough love kind of person. Like I am putting this on my channel and I'm like making these videos as a form of tough love. Um, I do get more serious than I do in my other content because there are some things that, something fell in the background. <laughs> there are some things that you need to wake up to. Like it's, like I don't want you to go nilly willy around it or anything because like there you're wasting time you're wasting time and not taking advantage of what you could be doing you know well I'll talk about that later within the episode right now I just want to get the whole general point across is that you can't attain peace in life without attaining peace in the three or at least to some degree in the three and making an effort to achieve peace in all three aspects of your life now more than anything why I wanted to talk about this topic other than it being really personal to me is because I think my generation, Gen Z, Gen Z is so messed up in so many ways, I don't even want to like get into it, but I'll just get into it from this aspect. I'll get into it from the aspect of fitness. We put so much emphasis on looking a certain way that we completely disregard what it is to feel a certain way, to feel within yourself how you feel on the inside. You know, it's all about how you look. If you look slim, thick, you're winning in life. Bro, you could be feeling like, trash on the inside but you're slim thick it just it's there needs to be some connection between the two like sure you want to look good but you need to feel good at the same time you know I always tried to achieve this goal of looking good when I think it was the thing that struck my downfall like all I was thinking about all that was on my mind is I wanted to be skinny you know and I'll talk about my journey later but 
my entire goal was to be skinny. And I know that's still the trend within, you know, my generation. That, that's always been the trend, is to be skinny. You know, I don't care who, who's trying to push this idea that, no, we all want to be curvy. We all want to be, like, thick and everything. No, we all, literally, all of our goals, at least at some point in our lives, was to be skinny. But we're, like, first of all, we're being delusional in the fact that that is our goal. We want to be skinny. I don't think, I don't think that is, that should be a goal of anybody in any way. Because it's like, almost like you're saying, I want to be weak. No offense to skinny people, okay? But it's like saying, I want to be weak. (laughs) Do you know how skinny people feel? Not great. It's not good. I used to be obese and I used to look at them and I used to envy them so much. But now every day when I'm like going to the gym and I'm seeing all kinds of people with all kinds of shapes... I'm seeing skinny people literally suffer in the corner. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Someone had to say it, okay? But I really see them suffer in the corner. And I'm like, I really need to go and help. Of course, if they want my help, I will give them my help. That's the first problem. The second problem is that this generation and this society as a whole has gotten so delusional to the point where we're not even being true to physical health. We're not. You know the thing, the movement of... um, what is it healthy at every size or something that's i'm sorry that's bullcrap that's absolute bull- i'm not even sorry <laughs> i'm what did i say sorry i'm not sorry that is absolute bullcrap i just don't believe in that whatsoever i don't it's one of the most embarrassing things that we have endured as a society healthy at every size was it i don't even remember but in the beginning i was like yeah that's so true but then you know, when I was kind of moving from my obese phase, right, and I was focusing more on my health and my abilities and everything, I felt a sense, like I felt a change, a shift in the way I thought, in the way I felt within myself, in the way I was. You know, I'm not saying that your body is everything. It's not. It's a part of you. But I just felt a shift in my life for the better. So how are you, and I can attribute it 1000% to the fact that I focused on my health and I got to a normal weight, an average weight within my height and my weight range. And I, I just felt better. How do you explain that? You can't, you can't justify someone being overly overweight or overly underweight, or should I say underly underweight? That was terrible. That was such a bad joke. You can't justify them as having a good quality of life. I don't think you can. Of course, I'm not saying they're completely unhappy and they're depressed and everything. No, not necessarily. But what they're doing, their lifestyles and the way that they're treating their bodies and what they're putting their bodies through, that's literally taking peace away from them. You know, whether they like to convince themselves or not, that's not the point. The point is there is reality and then there's delusion. And I think most of us are living in delusion. We're just like, we, we have succumbed to laziness as a society. We've succumbed to feeling, like doing what we feel is like comfortable. Doing what we feel is right in the moment. When doing what you feel is right in the moment is probably what you shouldn't be doing in the first place. So we've completely normalized like this lazy lifestyle. You know, and we, if we've put such an emphasis on certain body types that we like praise and and we all want to have. So we're, I feel like we're living the worst of both worlds. I don't, shout out to Hannah Montana though. I mean, best of both worlds for real, you know? 
gosh. And then at the same time, I get that there are people that have gym anxiety. And we, a lot of us, associate the gym in like metal and the weight section. You know, the weightlifting section. We associate it a lot with like huge men grunting. Like, bro, I love those guys. Do you know how much those guys work to get those muscles? We judge them a lot. We're like, oh my god, you shouldn't be grunting. First of all, first of all, grunting has been proven to help breathing. Okay, second of all, it's just let them do what they gotta do, man. Okay, they lift some heavy weights. They lift freaking heavy weights. Okay, I tried to deadlift something the other day, and I'm like, this is not even a fraction of what they lift. That's embarrassing for me. But that's not the point. The point is, we're associating this gym culture and the gym in general with just generally negative ideas, negative feelings, negative association. Like, we'll think that if a girl goes into the weightlifting section, she'll become a man. That's one of the, I don't know, I'd like to say one of the biggest, fattest myths to exist. She's not going to be a man. She's going to be, you know how, how women use the word toned? They use it to mean like they want to be like, how, how do I explain it? I don't even, when they say toned, they explain it in the most absurd way. Most of them, not all of them. Okay, but some of them think that toned is a real thing. When toned just means that you have less body fat and more muscle mass. That's literally what it means. And when you mention muscle to a woman now, she's like, Ugh, I would never do that. I would never. Bro, let me tell you why you're going to do that. I'm going to explain it later, okay? But I'm just giving you an introduction as to how our society is functioning now. Most of the people I've met in my life, or almost all of them, I think, have struggled with body insecurities. I have not met, like, a single person that is completely... And I mean completely secure with the way that they look. You know, with the way that they're built. Their physicality, everything about them. There's something that they're insecure about. And because us as a society and as a generation, we like convenient solutions. We like solutions that are quick. You know, instant gratification. We turn to... Not the gym. No, 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 no. You're mistaken. Not the gym. The cosmetic procedure and surgery. Cosmetic enhancement. That's the solution. The solution is if you want a big butt, it's okay. Just go get a BBL. Of course, you would be risking your life, but you would have a Kim K butt. And I guess it's worth it. It's not. It's not worth it. Okay. But we like these immediate solutions because it's just too much work, you know, going to the gym and all of that stuff. It's just too much work. But here's something about the gym. Most of the gym is not physical, it's mental, okay? Going to the gym, showing up, lifting those weights, it's all mental. So what you put in the gym, like you take that behavior, you take that way of life, and you apply it to your own life, like life itself, you know, when work and family, all of these fields in your life, you apply that same form of discipline, that same, you know, behavior of showing up, the same habit. You know, there's something called the art of showing up, where it's like, if you're not feeling it some days, at least just show up, you know, and we, you can see, you can see the decline of that specific habit in our society, like, people just don't want to show up, like, they're feeling, they're not feeling it some days, and they'll excuse that, and then it will degrade with time, it'll, it'll, it'll add up with time, those not feeling it, and they won't show up those days, But what they don't know is that those days are what actually truly build you. Those days, I call them golden days. Because whether or not you want to show up, 
It's not about you doing all of the work. It's about you merely showing up. Why? For yourself. You're, you're coming to the gym and you're standing firm on your feet and you're saying, I'm here because I want to be better. You're not saying, I'm here because I want to look amazing and, ugh, but it's so much hard work. No. I'm here because I'm dedicated to myself. And a lot of people, I think they have this mentality of, ugh, I need to go to the gym to look good. Go get a BBL. No one cares. But you show up to the gym not to attain a certain body. It's to attain a certain mindset. You know, to attain a, a form of discipline in your life. I'm seeing that every single day I wake up at like, what, 5 a.m., 4 a.m. every single day. Because Fajr is really early now and it's like, it's hard to, you have to wake up really, you have to sleep early to wake up early. And I try to stay awake so I can go to the gym right after. And I'm seeing every single day that I, like every day that I don't go, I'm like, I broke the streak. I'm so I don't know how to explain it. Like something inside me breaks a little bit, you know? My goal isn't to look a certain way. My goal is to make my life a certain way. So when you think of the gym, don't purely think about it from the standpoint of how I'm going to look after, after going to the gym. Think about who you're going to become after, you know? It's who you want to become, not how you want to look like. Because there's so much more to who you are than how you look like. We all know that. We all know that the inside of a person is much deeper and more important than the outside of a person. Now with my story, I grew up obese. I'm talking severely obese. Like I was sent to the school counselor because they were worried about my weight. They were like, Farah, you're really fat. And I was like, okay, that's great. Thanks so much. Guys, thank you so much. And you know, I posted a TikTok about that. And I know a lot of uh, like the comments were there to defend me like they shouldn't be doing that to a kid and I agree I mean the way they went about it was just not the best but at the same time you need to understand that you want to set kids up for success not by traumatizing them of course but like you want to ensure that they have a good lifestyle to start with you want to introduce them to all kinds of sports you want to introduce them to movement, all of that stuff. And I actually loved movement. I love sports, but I also loved food. You know, I loved moving. I loved basketball, everything. I just, I was a very active kid, but my mom made the best Arab food ever. You know, so it was like, it was bound to happen at some point, honestly. It's not even up to me. It was all genetics. I feel like I'm giving myself excuses. Excuses, excuses. It wasn't excuses. It just was how I was, okay? I loved food. And I remember at some point... I was just so fed up and my first goal obviously was to get skinny because growing up especially as a woman when you go through puberty you know going from a girl to a woman you are like you are exposed to all of these negative emotions Jordan Peterson talks about that a lot where a girl transforming from a girl to a woman where like we experience all of these negative emotions and a lot of it is comparison. Like I saw myself comparing to girls all the time, you know, and I saw myself comparing the way we looked, the way we were in terms of our physicality, the way our faces were, the way my hair was compared to theirs. Of course, now I don't because it doesn't matter, you know? It was really getting to my head. It was really drilling inside my head. Like I need to be one of them. I need to be skinny. Like this is not fair, you know? I. Why am I fat and they're pretty and they get all of the attention while I'm here looking like a dude, looking like a five foot dude with a, f- 
with a foot for a face. Guys, I was not pretty when I was obese. I'll be honest. I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to put a picture. You can imagine, okay? Really, really puffy cheeks. And like my eyes were sunken in because of how much fat there was on my face. It was not a pretty sight, you know? It wasn't. And my mom always felt like... She always felt sad for me, <laughs> as all moms are. She was always like, Sarah, just try. And I'd be like, Mom, I can't. You don't understand. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so funny. I used to eat chips like every day. I used to have, what was my favorite? Ruffles. I used to eat ruffles. The cheesy kind, the cheese, and the onion. The onion one was so good. But regardless, onions and garlic. Oh. Sorry, sorry, flashbacks. Regardless though, regardless, I was feeling really crap about myself. And I remember that time in my life. Granted, I was young, but I remember feeling like ass. Okay, I remember feeling really bad. And so now every time I see a woman that's of that size or even heavier and telling everyone she's beautiful, like demanding everyone call her beautiful and demanding everyone call her healthy, I'm like, girl, why are you lying to yourself? <laughs> what is the reason? Madame, what is the reason? Why why are you kidding yourself and all of us? What are you trying to push? What agenda are you trying to force? You know? Like, we get it. Just say you're lazy and you don't want to work on yourself. But don't spew that. And or, or, like, I guess some people have, like, thyroid problems or something like that. But don't demand people normalize something like that. Obesity is not a funny thing. Obesity is literally life-threatening. And I thought... I don't know like as a kid when you're obese and you have to make peace with that which by the way I don't think can ever really happen you're just saddened by the fact that you can't do what the other kids are doing you know I always felt left out from that standpoint like I was just too fat to contribute in any way in in terms of sports and stuff like that so whenever I was in like people's teams and sports like soccer people would be like oh afraid fear I can't run that fast what are we gonna do with her and I was like thanks guys Thank you a lot. So I used comedy as a way to like make people like me. I'm not gonna lie, that kind of worked. That kind of to an extent. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Know that every person that's funny probably grew up fat. Or severely skinny. Like they grew up in a bad state. Case in point, the th- idea that I'm trying to get across is that my confidence was absolute trash. It was terrible. It was, it was, it was zero. Okay, it was almost at zero. And it was a shame because I had so many talents as a kid. Like, you know, I liked so many things. I had so many different hobbies. But it was this thing holding me back was the number I weighed. That was the thing that was holding me back. And while you may say, Farah, that's not all that you are. It isn't. But it was, it was, 
impacting my way of life. It was impacting literally my quality of life, even as a child. You know, a child is not stupid. A child knows that they're different. A child knows if, if there's something wrong, you know, and there, there's something that needs fixing. Fixing. I think children are more honest than adults. Actually, no, that's a proven thing. Children are just more honest. So back then, when I was more so a child than an adult, you know, before really the effects of puberty, I knew, I was honest with myself. I was like, I have to lose this weight. This is not normal. But like, I think as adults grow up with time, they start to become more delusional. Like they start blocking reality from sight and they're like, what I'm doing is fine. It's normal. I weigh 365 pounds, but it's okay. Cause that's a pound for every day of the year. I don't know. It's just, that's the vibe they give me, you know? They sense that it's normal. But that's because they're lying to themselves. There's no sense of honesty. Like, the honesty is, like, stripped from childhood, you know? And they just have to deal with the consequences that they brought on to themselves throughout their lifespan. Excuse me. Excuse me. No, seriously, I'm burping a lot today. I don't know what's going on. Think of confidence as a cake, okay? We're going to put this cake inside an oven. The gym is the oven. The gym is going to make that confidence rise. Guys, I made that metaphor on the spot. I don't know what to say. I'm something of a poet myself. But here's where it's, it gets a little nuanced, is that the gym for men and women, I think, is different. Because I firmly believe, right, because I'm a Muslim, right, there's no, like, being iffy on that or not. Men and women are different. Men and women are completely different. They're not the same. Um, for men, I think that's when they really start to become men, is at the gym, you know? Because of their higher levels of testosterone, they're just more prone to muscle gain and muscle building. So, like, I think that the gym is a big, big, big culture and should be a big culture in in the world of men. You know, um, transforming from a boy to a man, you know, through that time of their lives. So, like, from 14 to 17, I think that's when men need to be exposed to the gym and to that culture because... It's really important for them. It's, it's important for their mental health. There's something about it that does absolute wonders for them that I don't think you can really make like a research study about it. Because it's like, that's where men really get the confidence. That's when men start to really become men. Whereas for women, it's a little bit different because we're not built the same. Our levels of testosterone are very, very low. I would know, okay? I would know. Not having testosterone is very hard, but it's fine. Uh, we we have a lot more estrogen and progesterone, and you know we have to make peace with that. But that's fine. You know I made peace with that a year ago, and I'm still iffy on it. But it's fine. It's okay. There's this study that I saw recently, um, where it says that there are negative consequences of Arab culture on Arab women going to the gym. Was it going to the gym? Mostly women's fitness. It was women's fitness. There's kind of like a negative association. Uh, and I think that's because within Arab culture, you know, I was raised and I was brought up in an Arab country for half of my childhood life. And I could see it. I could see it. Women were, sh were shamed for being muscular, you know, in our Arab society. Like if a, a woman has too much muscle, she's a man all of a sudden. Um, little do they know that you literally have to take steroids to become like that, but they don't know that, which is fantastic. But I saw that growing up, but I'm pretty sure it's all also present in a lot of other cultures. And 
being exposed to that, seeing the way that society treated women's fitness, it was like women have to be petite, women have to be small and skinny, and they need to be, they need to fit through the bars of a prison. The interesting thing, and honestly, the most obvious thing, is that within that same culture, the Arab culture, there's a positive association with Arab culture and Arab women, Arab men's fitness, sorry. So like men are encouraged to go to the gym. Men are encouraged to build their fitness and their strength and all of those things attached to fitness in general. You know, men are encouraged to take care of themselves physically, whereas women are shamed. You know, they're not shamed, but they're always told to not take it too far, take it to a far extent. You know, the first time I um, attempted my muscle, my muscle journey, well, my weightlifting and bodybuilding journey, my parents sat me down firmly and they were like, Father, just don't get to a crazy level, okay? And I'm like, you guys, how do you think I'm going to get to that level? And they're like, by going to the weight section. I'm like, bro, Yanni, wallahi, this is one of the dumbest myths known to man. The fact that if a woman goes to the weightlifting section, she's going to become a man all of a sudden. Which is, bro, I'm telling you from now, women, if you're watching this, that's dumb. Please don't listen to that. That's actually dumb. I noticed that when I go, when I went to the weightlifting section and I started lifting weights, I started going also into like a, you could call it a class of powerlifting where I would do the lifts, you know, the squat, bench, and deadlift. Um, and I'd just like experiment around with those lifts. I see myself becoming the woman I've always wanted to be. In terms of the way I thought, the way I looked, the way I just am, and the way I carried myself. You know, now when I go to the gym, there's like a certain level of respect that people have for me because of the way I look. And I'm not saying work out for that, but I'm saying like that's a side effect. That's an aftermath. Because the confidence that the gym gives you is surreal. It's unmatched. I don't know where you, else you could get it from. You know, I attempted a deadlift PR the other day. PR is personal record. I attempted a deadlift personal record, I think yesterday. And the deadlift is one of my favorite lifts because you just like get to pick something off the ground. That's it. You know, when my friends and I are trying to attempt for a PR, we're all like, it's easy. Just pick it off the ground. You know, it's not that hard. We're trying to trick ourselves into thinking that it's easy. And my PR yesterday, I'm going to expose myself. My PR was 130 kilos. And uh, I'm still a newbie. I've been training for one year, approximately one year. And just the feeling of picking up 130 kilos with my bare hands as a woman bro it felt surreal i was it was a feeling that was out of this world i filmed it but it was in an only women's gym so i can't really show it but the smile on my face right after the lift the amount of gratitude that i had for myself and the work that i put in and the work that Allah allowed me to put in, I just felt like, oh my God, like who am I? You know, it's such an empowering feeling. And when we talk about women empowerment all the time, sorry to bring this up, but the word empowering just triggered something inside of me. Um, we talk about women empowerment. I'm going to be honest with you. I think about women naked. <laughs> we always say women empowerment. And it's like a sign held up by a woman that's like literally half naked. You know, so we associate empowerment with, like, less clothing, which I think is so funny. But I'm not going to talk about that right now. I'm going to talk about that in another episode if I do. 
but I have so many thoughts and opinions on that. It's so funny. But real empowerment, I'm, I'm talking real, true empowerment, is when you put a lot of freaking hard work into something and then you see the results of that. You see the work that has yielded as a result of all the effort and tears that you put into that. You know, that lift that I attempted yesterday, the 130 kilograms, just holding it up, just like just like picking it up. And, and you know, when you pick, a, pick it up, you kind of pause at the top because you kind of want to like just like really feel it from all angles, the fact that you're holding that much weight. I legit got emotional. I got emotional because I was like, I can see my work pay off. It's like seeing, you know how ambition and drive and discipline, all of these things are really abstract things. You can't see it. You know, you can see someone waking up, but like you can't really see it, right? Ambition and drive and all of that. They're not tangible things. But at that moment, on top of my lift, when I was holding that much weight, I felt like it was the most tangible thing in the world. I felt like the ambition and the drive that I had was the most tangible thing I could ever feel you know and I just feel like I wanted every woman to experience that like I like when I lifted it I was like I want every woman to feel this empowerment because it's out of this world that's why I have so much respect for women that go into the weight section and that do what they do and I'm not talking build to look like a man I'm talking build to look like a strong woman there is a difference men have a set clear goal when they go into the gym with women, it's like, okay, it might not be about muscle, but it can be about what you never thought you could do, but you get to do it and you show up and you show yourself it's possible. I think that's the most rewarding thing that comes out of the gym and that not many women get to experience it. And it just, I don't know, it makes me like, it makes me a little frustrated thinking not many women are going to get to see this or feel this in their lifetime because of the preconceived conceptions they had about the gym. Now, the gym obviously has its benefits, right? We talk about how the gym helps you in your mind and your body. It helps you with your mental and physical health. But the thing about the gym is I think it's more than that. You know, in terms of the mental health and emotional health, it is literally like an antidepressant. I don't know if there are people struggling with depression and it is a really hard thing to go through in life because it feels like what is there to do you know I just I feel like I don't I don't want to be here it's just a very it's a mix of it's a mix of really negative emotions intertwined into one massive crappy emotion and the fact that you just don't want to be here and you don't want to keep on existing but the gym is like it has been proven in multiple studies I think it has been proven that 12 consecutive weeks of exercise can act like an antidepressant medication. Now, it's not going to probably help you all the way throughout with your depression, but it can be a big, big help in giving you at least a drive and a purpose. And now, the gym for me is not like that. Like, it's not my drive and it's not my purpose because my purpose, Annie, I feel is to worship Allah as a Muslim, and I think all Muslims should have that. But for non-Muslims, it's at least like that one thing in the day that they can be confident about is that they're going to show up that day. They're going to show up every day for themselves, you know. So it's a really good way to get yourself out of a rut. And when you show up for yourself, you're proving to yourself, okay, this life is going to be less bad. I guess this life is going to be good because I'm showing up for myself. 
You know, I'm here for myself. I'm listening to myself. I'm doing this for myself because of uh, because out of the love that I have for myself and not from a narcissistic standpoint, but more so um, from the standpoint of caring for yourself. You know how like a mother cares for her child? That's kind of how I see it. When you go to the gym, it's kind of like you're taking care of yourself in that way. You know, you're doing it to sustain your life. You're not doing it out of narcissistic tendencies. And you're not only taking care of yourself in the moment. The gym is kind of like where you're investing. You're investing in your body, quite literally. Um, because it's not going to show up. Like, the results are not only going to show up now. And I mean, like, not now. But, like, the delayed now. Like, say, in a month or two months. But you can literally see the results years years from the the point of now you know there are studies that show that exercise helps with memory it says here that regular physical activity can reduce your risk of cognitive decline including dementia that's crazy you have no idea how many effects that exercise have on the brain um it's like yes you're working your muscles but the brain I guess I'd like to say it's the biggest muscle, right? But I think it's mostly composed of fat. So it's, I don't know, it's just like illogical to say that. Brain is made up of... <laughs> fat. Yeah, see, it's 60% fat. Oh, and the remaining 40% is a combination of water, protein, carbohydrates, and salts. Salts. So that's why some people are a little salty. They have more salt in their brain. Come on, that was funny. Do the research on your own, okay? I'm not a research genius, but look at the effects that exercise have on the brain, especially like delayed, delayed results. Like the results that come to you, that show up for you when you're 80 years old. You're gonna see your cognitive abilities are better compared to those around you. Your memory works better. Just the way you are, your quality of life is literally better. You know, and that's all from just regular exercise. If that's weightlifting, or running, or a combination a combination of both. You can do hybrid training. But just incorporating this thing into your day that won't even exceed an hour to just show up for yourself. You know, I can't, I can't stress it enough how important it is. Uh, so that's why I called you a lazy bum in the title. I'm sorry for calling you a lazy bum, okay? But it's really just because I'm very passionate about this. Like... If you already go to the gym, good for you. That's awesome. I'm really freaking happy for you. But you need to understand that it's not just, you're not going there just for looks. If you are, I guess like whatever, good for you. <laughs> that was so passive aggressive. I, I'm saying this only because if your only motivation is looks and you get disappointed, you might not keep going. And I want you to keep going. So I need you to understand that exercise and lifting in general is a lot more than just looks. That was mostly the point that I wanted to drive home, you know, in addition to all of these things about confidence and I just can't imagine my life without the gym. I can't. And it doesn't even have to be at the gym. It could be at home, you know, but to show up for yourself. I can't stress how important that is, especially in today's world. And for those needing more motivation, it's enough to know that the Prophet wasallam encourage this way of life encourage the life where one is strong both mentally and physically 
and obviously spirituality but that's like a, a different topic like spirituality like it, it's number one right but mentally and physically we need to take care of these things the prophet وسلم, himself said the strong believer is better and more beloved to allah than the weak believer while there is good in both obviously there is good in both you know you can't judge it uh, solely based off of physicality and mentality but you know that the physically stronger and more adept individual is capable of doing more you know because physicality kind of seeps into the mentality if you have a really good physicality you have a really good physique and shape and you just feel good all overall in terms of your health that is definitely more than 100% going to seep into your mentality your mental health your way of thinking your form of discipline in life your way of life in general they're, they're, they're like interconnected you can't break them they're like a chain that does not come off you know what i mean so if that's why instinctively when we see someone that is built good you know is built very very well and, and their shape their phys- physique is really really on point we immediately associate that with discipline you know these two come hand in hand like you can't have one without the other because imagine the muslims okay for example when they were trying to go and conquer persia and rome when they were trying to conquer all of these empires do you think they went there fat do you think they went there like let's do it guys <sighs> freaking they went there with a purpose they went there with drive they went there with their physicality intact their mentality intact and all in all they went there with spirituality of gold they went there with absolute trust in their heart that they can do it you know and not only can they do it but they're they're if like if they have to die to get it done they will still go for it and they still went for it imagine that drive they could not have done that without the physical aspect of it the endurance the strength the mentality that's something that without it i don't think they could have done half of what they did now as muslims we believe that our bodies are not our own our bodies belong to Allah and to Allah they shall return. So if you're Muslim and you're watching this, your goal should be to return your body to Allah in the best state possible. That's obviously not your only goal, but it's one of the goals. It's one of like the minor goals. You know, you want to give your body back to Allah, say, Allah, this is yours and I did everything that I could with it. I used it to its full potential and I'm just grateful for the fact that you even gave it to me. Some people have bodies that are deformed in some way or another that have deformities that something doesn't work something is broken yani you don't understand the blessing until you see someone that doesn't have that blessing having all of these parts of your body that work and function well and then you not using it and letting it go and letting it just i don't de- deteriorate with time because you were lazy to move it that's shameful that's actually shame. That's really that's something to be shameful about. Now you're probably thinking, Farah, are you shaming us? Yeah, I am shaming you one hundred percent, one thousand percent. You don't understand the gift that you have if your body is working a hundred percent. Of course, not a hundred, hundred, hundred percent, right? But it's working well. Like you can go run right now. You can stand up. You can jump. Your body can function in so many ways to get so many things done. Allah, that's one of the biggest blessings. And if you're foregoing that, you're letting that sit around, it's not a good way to live. It isn't. And it, it, not only am I saying it's not a good way to live, it'll bite you in the ass later. 
it will if you're not using it well right now when you're not taking care of it it will bite you in the ass later like i don't even need to say this just know that if you're not taking advantage of it i don't have to say it it's gonna show you the fact that you didn't take advantage of it that's it that's all i had really that's it all i did all i wanted to do was just come on here and shame you guys into moving respectfully uh, i did this out of love i did this out of love okay this is very 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 tough love but because you know people my age people in their 20s all of that don't let don't let your life go to waste you have so much potential you have so much potential and i think about that all the time i mention that all the time but because it's true i wouldn't be saying if i didn't think it was true you know this generation is kind of like going downhill because i feel like there's a group of people that are not for that remember if you want to listen to this in audio form i have my spotify my apple podcast and google podcast again blast me your car i say that all the time but because it's true uh have an amazing day go exercise and i will see you in the next one bye bye